0: Day two. <clears throat> day two, we have uh, Jesus Walks on the water, Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Here Jesus does the impossible. He walks on water through the storms, and what is more, he gives us the power to do the same and saves us when we feel like we are drowning. Whether we're drowning or not it doesn't matter. When we feel like we're drowning in the in the storms of this world, or in maybe our real storm, uh, we know that Christ is with us and and to help us and to save us and to give us the the aid that we need. Long Gospel, we often allow the fears and the worries of this world to distract us from the assurances that we have in Christ's promise, like the disciples did when they were trying to get through the storm, like Peter did when he was trying to walk on the water and he got distracted by the fears and the worries of what's around him, took his eyes off Christ. We often do that as well. But the gospel, even when we waver in our faith, Jesus does not waver in the fulfillment of his promises. Jesus fulfills his promises even when we don't trust him the way that we should. His promises are Aren't conditional upon our faith, but our faith is built on what He does for us, the fulfillment of His promises. Matthew 14, 22 to 33. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before Him to the other side while He sent the multitudes away. And when He had sent the multitudes away, He went up on the mountain by Himself to pray. Now when evening came, He was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves. For the wind was contrary. So this happens immediately after the feeding of the 5,000. Uh, Jesus had just done that miracle which reminded the people of the manna which God gave through Moses in the wilderness and showing that he was gr- the, greater, the one greater than, than Moses, uh, giving them food from his own power uh, by his own hand and, and giving them greater food too. And so that uh, miracle was a reference back to uh, what happened in the wilderness, showing them that, that he was the prophet who was to come, the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, we have a similar thing here, too, after the children of Israel walked through the sea, the Red Sea. Uh, The Lord led them through by night, and here we have the disciples trying to cross the sea, and it's going to take a miracle, miracle, Jesus' miracle, Jesus is intervening to get them through as well. So there's, again, another reference back to the Old Testament, and many of miracle Jesus' miracles reference back to the Old Testament passages that they knew and understood, and so connected Jesus in their minds with the Messiah, the promise of the Messiah. Uh, So it's not only his power, that is shown but also the fulfillment of the scriptures. Notice that Jesus goes alone up the mountain. He needs time to pray. He needs help. He needs direction from the Father. And if Jesus needed time alone with the Father and and needed to pray and talk to the Father, how much more do we? We often act like, well, we don't really need prayer. It doesn't really matter that much. We don't need to spend time with the Father. But if Jesus himself needed that, uh, how much more do we need it? And it's very possible that this wind or this, this storm in the middle of the sea I think it's very possible that that was Satan's attempt to distract Jesus. Uh, here Jesus says it's time for him to spend with his father and be comforted, be strengthened uh, in prayer, receive direction from the father. And now Satan, while Jesus is up there doing that, Satan is plaguing his disciples. It may have been a temptation for Jesus, who I'm sure knew what was going on, to say, oh, this is more important, i got to get down there, i got to help them during this storm. And so Satan also often distracts us from worship and from prayer in the same manner. Uh, a lot of times, when we should be setting aside time to spend with God, our Father, in prayer, in Bible study, Satan distracts us with things that seem more important. But notice Jesus is perfectly aware of their situation. I'm sure he is, but he also knows that they're they're not going to perish. He knows the Father is watching out for them and that he needs to spend time in prayer with his Father, so he does that. Notice it's also interesting that here Jesus is struggling in prayer with the Father while the disciples are struggling against the waves and the wind of the sea. And it might seem like the disciples have the greater uh, struggle, but that's not true. Jesus is the one who has the greater struggle, struggling with the Father in prayer, struggling with what he know what he knows needs to be done, but the, the difficulty of going f- forward to do that. And so the the struggle of the disciples all night is uh, in some degree a representative, a symbol of, of Jesus' struggle with his father in prayer and our struggle spiritually against Satan. That's all the more so because of the symbolism of the sea. The sea in ancient times was a place of danger and it was considered a place of evil. Uh, we see this in... The In the New Testament, in, in the book of Revelation, the sea is considered to be an evil place. The beast comes out of the sea, uh, right? He, he's coming out of the evil place. So he is evil himself. And also in heaven, there is no more sea, right? The the cares and troubles and tribulation of this world, the evil of this world is gone. That's the, the symbolism there of the sea in Revelation. And so here as well, the sea, is just a big lake. It's not really a sea, but it's always called the Sea of Galilee. But uh, the sea, the, the lake, the wind, the waves are a symbol of, the, of our struggle in this life. The disciples are supposed to be crossing the lake and we're supposed to be crossing through this life into the promised land that is to come. And while we're trying to cross, of course, there are lots of pr- problems and difficulties. And so that's uh, an important symbolism here. Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. So, <clears throat> Jesus finishes his prayer. Uh, he does what he needs to. He hasn't forgotten about the disciples. But now it's time to go and help the disciples. They've been struggling against the storm all night. Uh, the the night was divided into four watches. So this is the last of the watches of the night, which means uh, anywhere from three to six in the morning. They didn't have nice wrist watches that Matthew could tell us exactly the hour and minute. Of course, when Jesus came to them, but it was sometime uh, in. The late late night, early morning, three to three to six a.m. They've been struggling all night. Jesus has been has been praying all night, but now he comes to help them. Verses twenty six, t- starting with verse twenty six. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, "It is a ghost," and they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, "Be of good cheer; it is I." do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down onto the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, "O oh, you of little faith, why do you doubt? So you see a, a lot of faith mixed with doubt in this account. The disciples don't believe it's Jesus because they're too troubled. They're too afraid. And so they see something walking on the sea and instead of it immediately thinking, oh, Jesus is coming to save us, which would have been the reasonable explanation since they had seen his power in many other ways. They think, oh, no, it's more trouble. Uh, and they immediately jump to the worst conclusion, to the greatest fear. Oh, it must be a ghost, and now we're really in trouble. Even when Jesus cries out to them, be of good cheer it is I Do not be afraid. They still don't entirely believe him. Peter wants a little bit more proof. If it is you, command me to come to the water, come on the water. And there you see great faith in Peter that he does step out of the boat. That takes a great deal of faith, especially in the storm. But he's immediately distracted by the waves and the storm around him and that fear of what's around him causes him to take his eyes off Christ. And isn't that so often the case? We come to church and we say, yes, I believe in God the Father. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. And then we go home and we're distracted by the mundane things of this world. We're distracted by the troubles of this world. We're distracted by the the worries, the things we're worried about, the things that we're afraid of, and we forget about Jesus. Peter took his eyes off Jesus. He began to sink. And a lot of times when we take our eyes off Jesus, we begin to sink into that worry and that fear that is such a prominent part of this world but notice he immediately cried out to the lord and the lord saved him lifted him up so it's it's so often presented as though god's power to help us is in relationship to our faith the greater faith we have the more power jesus is or is going to expend the more he's going to be there for us the more he's going to help us out in troubles and that's so much not the case Jesus doesn't respond to the greatness of our faith, but our faith is increased and strengthened because Jesus fulfills his promises. Jesus told Peter to come to him. He'd given... With that one word, come, he'd given Peter the promise that he would be safe stepping out of the boat. And Jesus does not back down on his promise. But even when Peter doubts him, Jesus reaches out and saves him. And so, too, us as well. Our lives are filled with that mixture of doubt and faith. We know that Jesus is the Messiah. We know that he can do the impossible. That's our VBS lesson or our VBS uh, theme here. We know he can do the impossible, but we're still so often distracted by the worries of this world. Well, even when we're distracted, even when that doubt creeps in, Jesus remains faithful. He, He does not waver the way that our faith does we are changeable like peter but jesus is constant in the storms of this life which are one day there's a big storm the next day the water seemed calm jesus does not change you notice that even in in him walking across the sea it doesn't matter if there's a storm or there's sunshine uh, that that sea is not going to impede or, or cause any delay for Jesus. He, he is constant in that walking across the sea, walking right through the storms of his life. And he calls on us, just as he called on Peter, to come and to follow him, to be confident that the storms are not going to uh, destroy us. They're not, we're not going to sink in them. We can walk through the storms of this life with Jesus as our shepherd. And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Jesus does the impossible. He walks on the water. He calls Peter to do the same. He calms the storm. And all of this shows us that he is truly God. A both Again, both the power and the grace and the mercy. We saw that very vividly in our first lesson for VBS, the changing of the water into wine. God filling the lives of his people with his blessing. We see that as well here, uh, that uh, he, he immediately responds to Peter. Uh, we see both his power and his grace, both of which show us the truth that he is truly God. And the disciples know that, and they worship for him. It would have been sinful for them to worship him if they had not understood that he is true God. But they know uh, him to be the true God because, because of the... Miracle which he did and because of the grace and the love that he showed in it And so we too also know that Jesus is true God and we ought to worship him We see his ability to do the impossible and he does it for our benefit He does the impossible in our lives to save us from the the Difficulties of this world Our fears often distract us from trusting Jesus but Jesus does the impossible in our lives and increases our faith through those miracles uh, which he performs for us to save us even from our own doubts.